It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, alongside Joe Medor on this 20th day of January, 6.06 on the clock and 31 degrees and clear outside here in Southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by Jane K. Contracting. And, of course, a uh, momentous day earlier today. Uh, Joe Biden gets sworn in as president, 46th president of the United States. Uh, and yesterday, yeah, the Athens Bulldogs, not to compare the two, but the Bulldogs. About to say, same the thing. Yeah. But they're <laughs> not, same level of importance right there. Yeah, not not same levels of, of importance, but of course, locally, I guess it is important. Uh, but Athens remains perfect in the TVC Ohio. Uh, but I couldn't go to the show without mentioning it at least, right? You got to at least mention that significance. A little bit? Yes, no, maybe so? Either way. I'm going to wake up tomorrow probably the same way I did this morning, so. That's true. <laughs> anyway, Bulldogs come away with a 53-42 win at Wellston yesterday. They are now 6-0 and in the TVC Ohio, 8-6 and overall. Uh, Vinton County is close behind at 5-1 and at 8-4 and in the TVC Ohio. Uh, and then over on the other side, the big game that's going to be on tomorrow over on Power 105 with Joey and Brad will be the Trimble and Fethawk game, Fethawk at Trimble. Uh, as the Tomcats and, and the Lancers, too, are getting some looks uh, on, on the uh, statewide poll, Division IV. Um, you know, Trimble was ranked at one point. I think they've fallen off the rankings. But both getting some uh, some rankings there, Joey, and should be a pretty good game tomorrow. Uh, both teams undefeated in the TVC Hawking. Oh, I thought we were talking about Athens. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, we'll bounce back and forth between them. But that's a big anyway, game coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, me and Brad. Um, it's going to be a huge game. Trimble, I mean, they're going to... I mean, being Athens for Trimble might be their biggest win this season when it comes down to, since once again, I believe it's the same as football, right? Their coaches are like all meeting and deciding to rank the teams that way, correct? Right. So, I mean, being a Division II school, being Trimble, a Division IV school, uh, especially a team like Athens that uh, they struggled in non-conference play, but they are 6-0 and in TVC Ohio play and, of course, have had big success the past few years winning TVC Ohio titles and getting to the winning their sectional title and getting to the combo so for Trimble to beat them that's huge for them in terms of of seeding and things like that and you gotta I don't know I think they are slightly favored right now one they're at home and two you know they've been playing I mean Fedhawks had to cancel twice now this season uh and they only only gotten two conference games in where Trimble has five I mean both teams had success in the games they played Fedhawk has blown out a lot of opponents um, this this game it's it's going to be interesting because Fedhawk is the deeper team I would say but starting five I mean Trimble and Fedhawk those are those are two tight groups there's a lot of studs out there and you got Guffey and Freeborn and you know Tucker Dixon all playing well for Trimble on the other side you know you got you got uh, the Smith brothers and you know they they're just playing extremely good basketball right now um, we'll see who is healthy for Fedhawk. Uh, of course, they have Rogers, who's been injured, the transfer in from Chillicothe, who I know they were excited about him getting a chance to play at some point this year. Not sure when he will get a chance to. Uh, there's talks of Colin Jarvis, perhaps, uh, in a, I believe Brad said yesterday, sometime this week they're checking in on him and his injury and seeing if he can get cleared to play at some point this season. If they get those two guys back, I think Fedhawk, top to bottom, is by far the best team, especially in Athens County, but definitely, uh, you know, in all the TVC, both sides. Um, 
so that's 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 it'll be an interesting aspect. Uh, you expect Fed Hawk, you know, they're going to be healthy, they're going to be at full strength, get them in a two week break, and should be fresh and ready to go. But uh, this Trimble team's hot, and they just got another big win yesterday over Miller. So this is gonna this is one I I I don't really know how to how to begin to favor one side or the other. They play very similar for sure. Uh, both like to get up and down the floor fast. That's especially Fedhawk's game going back to last year. This Fedhawk team has a, I talked about it with Brad yesterday, they just have like a, a swagger and a confidence about them, though, going into every game. So it's going to be a battle for sure. Right. And, you know, as we were driving home yesterday, because Troy and I were going back, and you know, we were trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do for the postseason, right? Because when the postseason rolls around, I, I think, and I think Trevor confirmed that the other day. It's that, the home team through the regional, right? Right. So there will not be any convo games this year. And that means, you know, we, we got to be traveling to higher seed. Last year, it was nice and easy. You, know, you make it to the convocation center, or even I think it was up Athens at... Athens is uh, playing at Logan anyway. Yeah, Athens always plays at Logan anyway, wherever they're seated. So you, we right. never had to drive too far to cover games. But when we had, you know, back-to-back -back nights or back-to-back -back games even... Right, we would have a couple games over on Power 105. We'd have, you know, Trimble first and then Fed Hawk or vice versa. Yeah. And Brad and I would, would trade off, you know, because it's a long, you know, you're talking for, that, for a long time at, at that point. Uh, so, you know, we'd switch off broadcasters and Troy's on there both times. Um, but we'll talk a little less as the color guy. Right, right. And, I mean, you see both teams. He's seen both teams in, in the area. And this year, you know, you, would be, you and Brad would take one team, and then uh, Troy and I would have the other team because there is a color commentator for you. I think Brad was solo last year for most of the year. Uh, but it might get a little bit tricky because I don't think there's any guarantee that, you know, Trimble and Fedhawk are going to be playing at the same location. If it's at well, the no. higher seed, then they're going to be in two separate locations this year. Then uh, depending on how far you know, in the tournament that they go, uh, and then we'll have to follow. But it's going to get a little bit tricky logistics-wise to figure out, you know, where these teams are going to go, what time they're on, because we could have two teams on at the same time. Well, you're going to have to get, go. get them on here. Right. And, I mean, Athens <laughs> has been to. on 970. I mean, this is the home of the Bulldogs. Uh, I mean, that's also true. Uh, I mean, playoffs are already plays, like, all different nights, though, from what I remember. So it's... We could do something. see how it works out. Yeah, I mean, most likely, because, you know, the teams, Trimble and... Uh, with Trimble and Fedor being in the same region, they'll probably they're going to be in the same bracket, so they probably won't end up playing at the same time on the same day. Right. Actually, I no. Mean, the, it, the point of that is it's different because you're not all in the same gym. Yeah, right. I see you're, what you're saying. Yeah, now. you see that. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it probably will be at the same time because you have no because, reason yeah, not to start Because there's no reason not. To, right, right, right. Right. Yeah, that is true. I the, mean, unless they, I don't know, maybe. Well, they can't play all day because they got school still. Yeah, that's. Right. Yeah, and, and if you're point. not going to the convocation center, you know you don't have to. It, there's only one you know, court out there. Only one team can play at a time. Right. So you're not. Doing I mean, how does it normal? How what were the times normal? Like five, seven, and nine, something like that. They yeah, play in the same gym. Something may, like. Maybe the earliest would have been around like three, four o'clock. Yeah. Well, uh, when they play the combo, they play on Saturdays. Right. I mean, you'd have a couple games on the weekends. I think there might have been a, a Friday game too. But those dates... Or those I mean, Athens definitely been... played Friday nights for their sexual game. Or the first sectional game, I'm pretty sure, was like midweek. And then the, ne the second the second game would always be Friday night. And right. then they play the next Saturday, the last two years at the combo. Right. So you'd have to figure out... I mean, this year it's just weird. I mean, you're not going to have the combo game anymore. Uh, I think... I don't... Maybe even Wellston might host a couple games... Uh, this year, you know, when we get yeah, I mean, that they, far they, in the season. They normally do. Or the, they did the girls' tournament a couple of times I was there, but they probably do boys, too. All that, I think Wellston's gym was great, but I just wanted the video or the uh, the scoreboard to have the numbers 
and then you get the fouls and you get the points on there as well. Well, I mean, we how can, about you do some do some you know some counting of yourself during the game? Well, I did. I, I and write I, it down. I can tally the points, but you know, trying to see and describe and everything, and then write down the fouls and try to figure out who was fouled where. You know, and the other thing, the, you know, the refs had our back, so they were pointing towards the other way. So they'd even hold up the number, and I can't hear the PA guy. And then they were doing the individual fouls. And I'm, I was trying to figure out, all right, who's got what foul? And I would just get team fouls. Their scoreboard didn't have anything for the fouls? Uh, team fouls, yes. Individual fouls, no. Ah. For personal fouls. So they have that huge gym. They can't get a normal scoreboard over there. And huh? Troy was yeah. telling me last year, because I remember Athens was at Wellstone last year, and he was saying, you know, the coach thought it was a distraction to have the numbers up on the board. People were getting... You know, they were paying attention too closely to their numbers. and, and I think you should know off. how many fouls you have during a basketball game. What, what, that's well, no, the I mean, stupidest point ever. What? No, you, you have the numbers up on the board. Okay. Right? And then you have the... Who's uh, getting distracted, though? Uh, the, the point total is also up there. Right. So I think, as I remember it... Was well, that, no, but usually a scoreboard, even without the, the extension thing you're talking about with the, that has the number, points, and fouls, has oh, yeah, yeah. the foul and... Nope, they didn't even have that on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that one. So if you're taking that away, your player should know how many fouls he has so he doesn't foul more. See, I was just talking about the side, you know, yeah. for the sideboards, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call those. Athens has it, and yeah. a lot of high schools around here do. Right, and they have them on, and you have the point totals, and it's great. You can follow along, but then also you get the individual fouls. Thankfully, nobody fouled out of the game because <laughs> I would have no idea you know, who's got how many until somebody says something. But I'd have to have one headset on, one headset off, and, uh, you know, Heath had texted me. He was like, hey, it sounds like you guys need needed him there to uh, you know, to keep the stuff. Spotter. Yeah. That would have been that would have been good. I think Heath's gonna take the trip to River Valley for Athens. because um, it'll be Athens at River Valley later on in the season. That'll that be mean, the second to last uh, I'm game. off the, I'm off the hook of that one, huh? Yeah, well uh, Heath I volunteered. Just, I just got thrown on the you know. Well Heath volunteered. Who cares if Joey it. has plans that night? He can go to River Valley, he'll for it. <laughs> Well, no, that was the original suggestion by Troy, and then, you know, we, we changed it over. And I mean, I would do it, but, I mean, yeah. w wouldn't I have a game to do anyway on? On 2-9, so you'd have to see if the Bobcats have a game, and they do. So game of the yeah, week okay, would so not happen. Right. Canceled again? I, I wouldn't say canceled. I mean, but flagship station gets the Bobcats, and, of course, there was no Bobcat game yesterday. If you missed that, uh, Northern Illinois was dealing with some COVID-19 issues. They did not have a full roster, and therefore... You know, they did not play that game yesterday. Um, unfortunate. You know, I, I think the Bobcats you know, need as many games, and I think it's just postponed. Uh, so they'll, they'll make up that game later on as they'll try to get some kind of date. But I think Ohio will need you know, a lot of games, uh, as many games as possible to get back in it. They're not out of it you know, by any stretch. Uh, but right now, you know, they are behind a lot of teams. and we'll, we'll talk about the Bobcats a little bit later on. And, of course, the coaches show is over on Power 105 right now with Russ Eisenstein. Uh, at least I hope it is, and I think it should be. But um, again, yeah, you got to see. You got to uh, hope for the Bobcats. But uh, back to the Bulldogs because it was a good win. It was an eleven-point win, but I think it felt like it was a, a lot more. Um, yeah, they they really dominated in that game. They shoot pretty well at Wellston. Yeah, um, Matters hitting a couple of threes. Whiting was uh, was on point. He had a a I think it was a second highest scoring. I'd have to go check and, and through, but he scored 29 points in the his game. career, or yeah, for this uh, season. so I think in this season, his season and career high is 34, which he scored against Megs, and he even fouled out with about four four minutes left in that game. But Whiting, you know, was on point. Yet matters on point. You know, Sayers and Derek Welsh was impressive yet again uh, yesterday. 
So, you know, if the Bulldogs come around and, and look like they did yesterday, you know, they, they could be pretty good, you know, moving on and, and uh, you know, maybe make a little bit of a run. But I think they definitely have a big game against Vinton County coming up this season because, you know, they squeaked away with that uh, three-pointer by Sayers. Last second three, 54-51 win. Uh, but now you got, you know, Vinton County at Vinton County. Uh, and, and Troy talked about it. You know, you have these... Well, Boston I mean, was a trap game. Even before that, Fedhawk on Saturday should be a, a very intriguing matchup. Right. I, you know, I always wondered why these teams didn't play more often, like the Trimble and, and Federal Hawking. All the Athens. And Athens. They, yeah. don't, they don't really play each other that much. Every I mean, they, they haven't played the past couple of years. I've been covering Athens on Hardwood Heroes. They never played each other. Now, my freshman year, Fedhawk sucked. So it, it didn't. <laughs> it wasn't an intriguing matchup as it is now. But Trimble was solid. I mean, like... You would think you got a team like that right in your backyard. You want to play them. Now, I mean, it's tougher for Athens. They're D2. So, like this year, you run the risk of losing to a D4 team. That probably doesn't really help you in the in the grand scheme of things, I guess. But, I mean, it, it was that was a great game. That's going to be a great game on Saturday. You're calling that one, right, I would assume? Yeah. And I'll, I'll take the Athens games that we'll figure out once we hit the postseason who gets what. Mm-hmm. I know Troy has a preference, but I'm not going to tell you what preference that is for either team. Oh, I know who Troy wants to call. You want to take a guess? Well, who Troy would want to follow in the playoffs? Yeah. I'm going to guess it's Fedhawk. It could be. Could also be Trimble. Could also be Athens. Or Alexander, depending uh, on who makes it further. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Alexander gave I Athens a little bit of well, a run for their money until not. late. Okay. But either way, I mean, all, we'll cover all Athens teams as far as they go in the postseason. Or Nelsonville, York, whoever makes it the furthest. All right, Nelsonville, um, York. Too. Yeah. Either way, you know... Um, but still, you know, we'll figure that aspect out. But, again, yeah. Athens has a couple big games. Do you find it concerning how much they've struggled outside the conference? Because at some point in the playoffs, you're going to run into a team that's not a TBC Ohio team, obviously. Well, if you take a look at who Athens has played outside of their conference, it's been a pretty tough you know, non-conference schedule, right? All in Tangy Liberty yep. at the Zanesville Tip-Off Classic. I mean, that is a... That's as tough as it gets for her. <laughs> Yeah. For a team down here. Yeah. So if you get that, I mean, that's always tough. So that's your one loss out of your six losses. Warren's been a game. I mean, you beat Warren for the first time in a long time last year. And I don't even know how long it is. I think the you know, records at least go back to 2006 on max preps. And I think it even goes back further, uh, depending on who you get. I know uh, Gibby was given some some uh, history uh, to Troy and I you know, during the broadcast yesterday during halftime. Uh, but, you know, Athens and Warren, I mean, that's a, a normal results i mean warren's um, a good team yeah and warren's a good team too but so, that's you know that, a team again, you could see in the postseason though right you so can see jackson in the postseason it's another quality see, quality loss you see circleville in the postseason so you could good teams logan, i mean circle logan Elm, who they've played the past couple of years they got a good team this year too yeah listen there, there's a lot of good teams a lot of good teams um but you know with with the quality losses you know you got Owen tangible liberty you got warren uh you got jackson and you were in that game against jackson yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah they, was, they, well, like, that's why I've been bringing this up, kind of. I think that's what turned their season around, because Jackson was kind of whooping them there in that first half, and then right. they battled all the way back. They ended up cutting it down to, to single digits at one point. Of course, they ultimately went to lose by 10. But then they got in the conference play, got it out of their system, and went on a tear there. They played Marietta tough. That's another team they could see again. So, yeah. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough region, or... I guess section, you know, there's well, so many, there's so many nets, cuttings, and for, right. and the tra- championships in Ohio. You know, back home was just regional and state. That's all. That's the, the only two that they had. 
Yeah, we had a... So, well, it's like section, district, regional, and then state, all that. Well, it depends on how far you go back. Like, so in, for individuals, right? I know the structure for wrestling back Oh, in, boy, here we go. Well, no, I mean, you went from district. You were a district champ where you placed, you know, top three you know, as an individual. And then you move on to the regions. And then you go up to the, uh, to the state. But for team-wise, it was sections and then state. Right. So it was not a, a regional right there. But you went from districts to regions to states to wrestling. Then you went from sections to states in, uh, you know, team-wise. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, it it's just depends on how far it's you a lot get. of neck cutting that goes on around here. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but anyway. But if you it, take a look at the the, uh, the Athens losses, right, the two that you would have liked to see in reverse to help them into the postseason are the Marietta and Circleville game, right? And we're not sure how Circleville's faring right now. I hope Circleville's winning because that gives a little bit of a better, you know, resume to Athens. Obviously, Old Tangier Liberty is winning, so uh, Circleville you know, that, is that two helps. and two and seven. Are they? What was their other win? Um, Amanda. Amanda Clear Creek. Yes. All right. They're forty-three, thirty-nine. Scorching, scorching nets in that game. So again, they lost to Logan L. Miami Trace, but again, they're playing good teams. So right. I don't know. We and, saw we saw this region or the, the district section, whatever you want to call it. We saw it last year. What was it? The top five seeds all lost in like the first two games. Right. Anything can happen once you get into the postseason. Jackson lost. Uh, Fairfield Union lost. Uh, uh, Sheridan lost. I believe now nah, Warren made it to the end. That's who Logan Elm beat in the district final. But yeah, point is a lot of the top seeds got knocked off last year. I think by the end, Athens, or by the time that Athens was in the district semis, I believe they were the highest seed at like six. I think so, yeah. Yeah, for Athens, I think they were. But again, you know, it's it's the Marietta game and it's the, the Circleville game that are the two that you want to look back well, on. Well, the Trumbull game stings. Well, right. That's a D4 but, team. But that's a, that's a still very good D4 team. I mean, it that's is. a team that was getting ranked. It is. You know, and that's always a hard-nosed team, you know, regardless of, of what sport you're playing. You know, Trimble's going to come at you hard. Yeah, I mean, they made a deep run last year. Right. If they, uh, I don't know if they can beat Fedhawk, but if they did, that would that would that would do a lot. Right, but you're talking about I two mean, teams that are in the top of Division Four right now. It's just if you look at it, they're going to have a tough road in the playoffs. That's the only point. I'm, like they're doing very well in conference play. Um, I don't see another conference game they should lose, except when you go to Vinton County, because even when Vinton County's you know middle of the pack, that going to their place and winning is very tough to do. Um, and. But, yeah, they should beat Alexander again, should beat Wilson again, beat Megs again, beat uh, Nelsonville York again. So, they, sh- you know, they should at least have a share of the conference title this year. If not, win it outright. We'll see if they can, you know, take another one from Vinton County. But uh, that's obviously a team that hasn't really wavered besides that Athens game. Right. And if you're going to go, the only game that maybe, you know, goes in your favor is if you can go at Logan and win yeah, for postseason credentials, right? Yeah. If you beat Logan, that's a, a big school. One and four this year. But still, a win that you need but to get. They have beat Marietta, 66-48. Right. But, you know, they've had some other tough losses. I mean, a couple years ago, Logan stomped them. I remember that. Bo Myers was playing, and I think he scored 100 points. Down. <laughs> he keeps pulling up from, like, the freaking logo, making threes. And then last year, it was a close game, right? But Logan still won. I think they did. I don't have the score in front of me now, but I, I think Logan won last year as well. well. You called the game, didn't you? Well, I did, but... yeah. I don't know. I can't remember every game that I called. I could tell you, you know, what happened yesterday. I could probably tell you something that happened early on in the season, like the Vinton County game, but I can't tell you, you know, 
yeah. what I had I for mean, breakfast. Logan plays quite a schedule being uh, not in a conference, so they play a lot of tough days. I mean, they can pick whoever yeah. they want to play. Anyway, they uh, beat Athens 58-54 last year. See? Tight game. I, would, I, I remembered. Would, yeah. Well, you were also covering the team, too. Yes, I don't believe I was at that game, though. No. Either way, it's about time to take a break right here on the Sports Fan. Of course, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Ohio women's basketball is in action. And over on our sister station, WXDQ Power 105, Russ Eisenstein is on the airwaves with uh, Coach Jeff Foles and whatever else interviews that he's got. Uh, but I think he's doing that show from his, uh, from his home out in uh, Illinois. I think he's out uh, you know, somewhere around the Illinois? Huh? Russ? Russ is in Illinois. I think, yeah, he's doing the show from there. Good for him. Since it can't be in, show can't be in person this year, so Obviously. now he can do anywhere. It would be great if he could go, I mean, you know, send him out to Alaska just to uh, send him both people on opposite ends of the world, right? Two ends of the globe, you know, and just do a, a show together. Did you say you want to send Russ to Alaska? Well, send, or, so put, put Russ, <laughs> I'm just saying on opposite ends of the globe, right? I mean, how cool would it be? I mean... Yeah, you're doing one show. I don't it imagine, seems the, like I don't imagine the Wi-Fi is too great up up there. I don't. I might not. Might be a tough one to uh, listen to. Go, go to Anchorage. Or no, I mean the. Uh, I know. To, I know you're impartial to Alaska because you spent the summer there. But go to Palmer, Alaska. They got great internet connection there. Guaranteed. Maybe where you were. Where I yeah, I'm do the show from right there. Either way, we'll take. We'll step aside. We'll take a break. It's a sports fan. 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The Athens City Commission on Disabilities is calling all artists in the greater Athens community to submit designs for a new Athena Award. The award is presented each year to recognize those who provide outstanding service on behalf of persons with disabilities. The commission will accept designs now through January 31st, 2021 to the Mayor's Office, 8 East Washington Street. A panel from our art community will review submissions and choose a design. The selected artists will be announced soon after and will receive a stipend of $1,800 
$5 for the design and produce six physical awards, the first to be presented November 2021. For details on the awards, vision, and requirements, email Disabilities Commission at ci.athens.oh.us. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Does heel pain make you hobble just getting out of bed in the morning? If heel pain is affecting your ability to exercise and meet your walking or running goals, relief is as close as your local podiatrist. Podiatric physicians are highly trained doctors who specialize in medical and surgical treatment of the foot and ankle. Ohio Foot and Ankle Podiatric Physicians are available across the state and are devoted to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the Sports Fan right here on the 97s of WATH and... Coach's show over on Power 105. Of course, we are the flagship station for the Ohio Bobcats. We've got Russ Eisenstein talking with Jeff Bowles over on 105. It's great to have them on. And, uh, of course, you know, over the Ohio women's team is also on the airwaves, but they're over on 1340 WOUB. And, of course, you know, Brad does work for both Ooh. of us. Uh, but still, uh, you know, flagship station. Got the Bobcats over there, which is great. Um, and... You know, it's the uh, for the Bobcats right now. I mean, they got to string some wins together. They got to get things going. And uh, again, postponement yesterday. Still a uh, still a road to to the top of the conference here, Joey. But I mean, they got to get the uh, got to get the ball rolling. That they do. Um, and we started trying to kind of talking about this on Monday. They just man, I made this you know this allude, alluded to this on the show yesterday with Brad, the women's team are starting to answer questions that they had at the beginning of the year of who's going to be the third scorer besides Johnson and Hooks. Burris has stepped up, filled that role. They've gotten other guys, other people to step up. Uh, they were struggling in third quarters of games. They played great in the third quarter against Central Michigan on uh, Saturday to get a big win. The opposite is the men's team currently because I just start getting more question marks the more of you know the more I continue to to watch the team play it's just I talked about this every time they've played the the, the top tier the top half of the Mac they've given up 85 plus points that's a problem why are you getting scored on so much you got to figure that out they're also just not scoring as much as they have earlier in the year they open up the scene scoring 84 84 they scored 75 against Illinois who was top 10 at the time lost that game by two they scored 101 Against Cleveland State, scored 92 points. And then since then, I mean, you know, 67, 70, 75, 78, 76. They're just, uh, they're just not scoring. They don't have the, the consistency. You know what? You're going to get at Preston every night. And to be honest, when Preston went out, you didn't lose production at the guard position. Sears played very well. You know what Vanderplas is going to do every night? They just they don't get consistent scoring. I mean, Dwight Wilson, he's the closest thing you got. He's at actually 10th in the MAC in scoring. He's got 15 a game. And, but at times they get away from feeding him down low. They like to shoot a lot of threes. 
And that's great when you're hitting them. As you can see, we've seen Roderick at times knock down six plus threes a few times this year. You know, Brown off the bench, he's not come on and knocked down some big threes as well. But they haven't done that consistently enough. And that's that's why I, there's just, I don't know, they just don't, you don't have a guy outside of Preston or Vanderplass that's like, if you, dude, I need you to go get me 15 to 20 points tonight. And you can't say with certainty that anybody else on the team will definitely do that. Right. I mean, you got to have somebody who's going to be consistent. And, you know, I'd like to play Sears. I mean, Sears stepped up huge, you know, when Jason Preston was off the court. You know, and I think that, you know, regardless of, I know, Preston, you have to go throughout all four years, right? I mean, he's outside of the one and done. So Preston's going to be here for at least another year. But outside of that, I mean, he's probably gone. Uh, but now you're going to have to get, you know, you know, Sears involved. And I think the earlier you get Sears involved, the, the better, uh, you know, for his development because he's going to go out on the court. He's going to get the reps. And, I mean, you see how good that Preston is and how good, you know, Vanderplas is because, you know, they've gotten out there. Um, yeah, I mean, Bowles has said he wants to get, you know, yeah. figure out ways to get them both on the court at the same time. It's tough because... Preston's got to have the ball in his hands. I mean, the offense has to run through him when he's on the floor. As it should. Sears is kind of the same way, so it's tough to kind of balance that. But when these two guys are at their best, moving the ball around, like the Miami game, they had 20-plus assists in that game. And they were passing the ball great. And it was a lot when Preston and Sears were on the floor. And they were making the extra passes. They weren't forcing up shots. They were always making the extra pass. Preston had this insane behind-the-back pass down to the baseline, but it wasn't even the assist. It was down to, I believe, Dwight Wilson, and Wilson kicked down to the corner for a three. Roderick knocked it down. That's what you got to do. You got to make the extra pass to get the open look. And sometimes they settle. They do settle on offense sometimes and don't make that, that extra look. But, I mean, you know, when they have those games, like against Miami, where they have 20-plus assists, they're hard to beat. And they won that game by 17 points. But right. they get away from that at times. And I think, I don't know. I, I just, the, the, I feel like our expectations were so high. I think last year, we expected last year to be the growing pains year. Well, right? the second half you, of last year, right? I mean, you got better in the season as the season went on. Right, You're and making they lost, some noise they the lost a lot of close games to, to good teams that they shouldn't have, and that's fine because it was their first year. They're getting blown out by these teams. Akron beat them by 20. Kent State beat them by 20. And then Toledo beat them by 17. Like, they're not even in these games. Right. Again, you got to find a way to beat the top teams in the Mid-American Conference. And, again, this is only his second year at Jeff Bowles, and I think that he's going to do a great job with the team. And earlier on, you know, the team was looking pretty good. You know, you, you had, you know, the big win uh, or the close loss to Illinois, which was ranked eight at the time. I think they've – they out of the rankings now, Joey. I, I think they – I believe they're still in it. So they're lying nine, but they're not in the top ten anymore. But the Big Ten's tough. There's a lot of good right. teams. So. A bunch of big Big Ten teams are ranked. Uh, but still, I mean, you had – They're 22nd. Uh, all right, Illinois so is. now you – you went from 8 down to 22nd. I mean, those rankings fluctuate all the way And the Big Ten has the current 4, 7, 10, 15, and 17 teams in the country as well. So Right. I mean, that is a good conference. A uh, lot of talent there. But, you know, you're coming off early on the season. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's doing well. Uh, and now, you know, you've got a little bit of a, a rough patch here because you, you had that loss to Marshall. You had that loss to Akron, and you're hoping for a little bit better there. Then you lost Preston after that. Uh, so you're going with Sears out in the court, um, and you lose to Bowling Green. You had that Miami uh, game postponed, but uh, then you know you get Preston back. You know after the uh, Toledo game, or uh, yeah, you get him back for the uh, the rivalry game against Miami. But before then, a big loss to Toledo, and then after that, a big loss with Preston. You know, 89, uh, 79, 10 point with loss. With Preston having State. a double double in that right. game. 
You know, you got to. And it wasn't a good. Well, they weren't in it at all. Right. You have to figure out a way to beat those teams. You know, either. All right. So let's say you split the series on, on the season, but now it, it really puts you in a little bit of a pressure cooker now to try to go out and get those wins because you gotta. Again, I think that this team is capable of being you know, top of the Mid American Conference. I do. Uh, but now they just have to go out there and prove it. And right now, to this point of the season, you know, you, you're at seven and six, and you're at three and four in the Mid-American Conference. Second to the bottom. Right. So now you just have to go out there and you know, continue to improve. You got Preston back. Let's see if you can get uh, Ben Roderick you know, a little bit more consistent. Because he was draining threes, but the big issue was uh, in the other game, you know, he also had a lot of fouls. And I was listening to Marty Bannister, and I think I talked about it a little bit on Monday, but you had a lot of fouls for uh, for Roderick. So he really couldn't get a whole lot going. I think Van der Plaas might have also been in, in some foul trouble. Um, but, again, let's see what they can do against their next game. Uh, it's going to be Ball State on Friday, January 22nd. Um, and I mean, Ball State's the top of the conference. They already beat him once. But, I mean, again, you got 20 from Roderick in that game. Can you do it again? We're, we're going to see. Right. We'll see. We'll wait and see. Um, and I think it, it is a bright future. I, I think that this team is definitely headed in the right direction. Maybe it's getting a little bit slower than what what many fans might have hoped. But, hey, it, it's it's coming, and uh, you know, let's see what, what everything happens. Also right now playing uh, Ohio women's basketball team. And for Ohio women's team, that game's over on 1340 WOUB. And it is the Ohio Bobcats and the... So take a look at the scores going around. They're playing Buffalo. They got Buffalo. Uh, and that's going to be a tough game, too, because they're near the, the top of the Mid-American Conference in the, on the women's side. Uh, but Ohio currently trailing by 2, 28-26. Uh, after giving up 22 points in the first quarter, uh, currently outscoring Buffalo 11-6 uh, in the second quarter. Uh, but I know you guys talked a lot about that game yesterday, Joey. Um, well, it was, of course, out on location, but you know, just fill me in. I mean, what did you guys talk about? Just, you know, just finally kind of getting away, getting the monkey off the back about Central Michigan because the past few years, that's been the team that, you know, Ohio just couldn't overcome, yeah, mostly in the regular season. But, uh, you know, obviously in their 31 season was the Buffalo team they're playing tonight that, that uh, ultimately ended the season. But... Uh, yeah, it's just good to get that off their back. They're playing extremely well. We talked about, you know, that's good to get that win. But if they can get this win over Buffalo, who, you know, that's taken down the two top teams and just, you know, a four-day stretch there, that's when I think, and Brad was saying this yesterday, if they're able to do that, this team might just take off and never look back because that's how talented they are. I mean, in that game against Central Michigan, CeCe Hooks and Eric Johnson combined for 54 points. I mean, so they're playing lights out right now. Uh, it's a tight game against Buffalo, but if they do win this game, I think all of a sudden everybody else in the match is like, uh-oh, it might be a, this is Ohio's year. And, you know, the, over the past couple of years, you know, they had 30 wins the one year, lose the Mac, losing the MAC tournament. They don't get a bid because they were told their conference is too soft. They come back the next year. They're kind of sliding towards the end of the year, you know, down uh, – down a path where it's like, oh, maybe this, maybe we, uh, maybe this is not the year, despite having wins against Ohio State and they played Syracuse tough last year, and things like that. And then, uh, you know, they won a couple games in the MAC tournament. Central Michigan was eliminated. Ball State was eliminated. Top two seeds. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Ohio's got this thing. Boom, season over. So, right, you know, 
you just feel like this group has to has to be able to reach the uh, the NCAA tournament. And uh, if they do knock off Buffalo tonight, I think that'll be a, a big step into saying, you know, we're here and this is this is our season. Right, and they can. I mean, it would like you said, it was a huge win for uh, you know Bob Bolden's team getting the win over Central Michigan at Central Michigan. I mean, I can't even remember the last time that they beat Central Michigan. I think they've swept the series for the past two, three years now. Yeah. Uh, but if you take a look at the conference. All tight games, too. Yeah. Always, always. Conference is kind of tightly knit right now because you got Kent State, who's 4-0. They're still undefeated in conference. But then you got Buffalo with one loss, Bowling Green with two losses, as well as Central Michigan, one of those losses coming to the Bobcats. And then uh, you know, three losses for both Eastern, Ohio, and, uh, and Ball State. But Ohio still has to climb that ladder a little bit to get to the top. And, uh, you know, right now, again, 4-3 and three in conference, 6-4 and four overall. You're in a tight game with Buffalo. You win. You put yourself in a little bit of a better position. Uh, but the big thing is, you know, somebody's got to knock off Kent State because if they go undefeated, they'll go up, you know, at, at, at the top there. Um, you don't need to be the one seed to win the tournament. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. But it would be uh, – is everybody – because I, I know that the rules changed a little bit this year with COVID and everything. Uh, that Everybody's in the tournament this year, or is it the top, like, eight eight teams? And where's the uh, where's the cutoff here? I don't think there is one. Why would that change? I don't think so. I mean, you know, so is Akron in Western Michigan and Miami, are they all still in the... Uh, yeah, why wouldn't they be? They're in the running? Well, I, for example, men's basketball, I mean, you had to be, what, the top 12? I mean, it's a 14. How many... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So you got twelve. I think you had to be top ten. The bottom two got left out, at least on the men's side. When did this get announced? No, no, no. That, that's what it was last year. Not everybody was in the tournament last year. I don't think everyone's always no. in the conference tournament. Uh, or maybe it was for home. Was it for home court advantage then? Or yeah, because I top? mean the MAC does that, but the, I mean the big conferences they just play at a neutral site anyway. Yeah. But yeah, everybody's in them. Everybody always makes conference tournaments. Right. Either way, um, so everybody's in there. You got to beat. You got to beat the best to get to the top anyway. Um, I mean, I think so the key thing is, even if you lose to Buffalo tonight, that's a good loss. Uh, what they've done, the what they did last year was they, you know, they have like the head scratching losses to you know, like a Western Michigan on the road, and it's just like, well, that's a that's just a game that you shouldn't be losing if you're right. If you want to be you know, considered one of the top teams in the MAC and want to make a run and make the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, but Brad was saying, you know, this group seems a little bit different this year and that they're going to, uh, he thinks that they're going to avoid that this season. And they seem, you know, razor focused. And again, just kind of getting the, just kind of getting the, the weight off. And, you know, it's just a regular season win over a team. But it has been a Central Michigan team who, you know, the games are always close and they always found a way to win them. But this time, Ohio was able to battle back. Or they didn't have to battle back. They had double-digit lead in the second half, and they were able to hold on to it despite, you know, it looked God, they kind of had to weather the storm there in the fourth quarter when Central Michigan made a bit of a run, but they were able to do that, made foul shots down the stretch, and they ended up winning that game by nine. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I mean, they've got it in them. They, uh, you know, are right now they're tied 32-32 uh, with about a minute 59 to go until halftime, and we got to take another break right here as well. You're listening to Sportsman on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. 
Happy Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. This is Dr. Mashika Roberts, Columbus Health Commissioner. The pandemic is more than a physical health issue. As parents, it's important to remember that our children are also coping with drastic life changes. One in four teens misuse a prescription drug at least once in their lifetime. We must talk to our kids about healthy coping strategies and the dangers of prescription drug misuse. Visit DontLiveInDenial.org to learn how to dispose of your leftover pills and talk to your kids about opiates. What do you want to da-da-da? What do you want to da-da-da? I'm not a da what to da-da-da. We could switch to progress da Oh, yeah? We could switch to progress on za. We could za enough to buy some za. Oh, yeah? Let's switch to progress da da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah! Now we know we're going to da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da-da-da. Quote da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. But not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan presented by JK Contracting, 970 AM, 97.1 FM, and also online at WXTQ.com backslash WATH. You can download the app. 970 AM WATH on iOS and Android devices, and you can take us with you anytime, anywhere. Uh, but 647 on the clock right now, and I got to imagine it's getting a little bit colder, and it did dip below 30, now 28 degrees and clear outside. No thanks. Yeah, it, it's too cold. Too cold. And I didn't even realize. It was in uh, the 40s yesterday. It was right. pretty cool. I cool. thought it was all right yesterday. Yeah. But then, you know, I walked out after the game. And I saw snow in my car. The snow was on the ground. I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been random. It's been snowing a lot. Like over the weekend, it snowed a lot, and like none of it like stuck because it never does. But right. it's coming down a lot. I am this. I'm I like the snow. You know, I, I like to see it. it. Makes it look nice around town. Hate it. Really? Uh, not even. All right, take the cold out of it. The aesthetic. Even hate the the aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, that's of fine. Snow? It's fine. I guess it makes things look nice. So you just don't like it because it's cold. Yeah, and like people don't drive well in it, and true, it's that is very true. Cold, and it means it's winter, and right. much more of a summer sun type of guy. 
Well, either way, I mean, it is, you know, winter weather, and for some reason people always say that that is football weather. And we Yeah, have... I don't understand that one either. Right, I mean, it made sense to me. For yeah. some reason, it's always football. Every every corny coach will give you when it's raining, when it's raining, cold as hell and uh, snowing. For some reason, that's football weather, and I, it doesn't motivate anybody to want to play anymore. <laughs> then they, everybody knows it's going to suck the next three hours. Like it, it does. But you tell me it's football weather it doesn't mean I all of a sudden want to play. Well, hold on. Here's a, here's a question for you, right? Sure. So I mean, you are a wide receiver. Right. Yep. I mean, you were running around. So did the cold bother you at all You know, playing football or is yeah. it really affecting like the linemen who really don't move around that that whole much? I mean, everything just hurts more. Like Every time you get hit, it hurts. Every time you ball hits your hands, it hurts. Like it's just so even though you, you suck were... it up. Like, but like we like see the thing is like, you know, see around here, they kind of get spoiled. They got like the space heaters on the sideline and stuff. We well, never had any of that. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you had to uh, you had to freeze a little bit. Yeah, it was cold. I just remember one time uh, there was, I forget how, but I, it was a game. It was, it was not, it wasn't cold, but it was raining its butt off. Like I'd never played in, it was like a monsoon. And like we were warming up and our wide receivers coach walked over to me and said, yeah, I'm going to be honest. This kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. So what's the, uh, yes or no? Snow at Green Bay coming up on, uh, on Sunday? Are they calling for it? I don't know. I'm asking you. They got. They got. Some, I, I'm, I'm asking you to make a prediction, though. They That's got. Right. They got some on the. I mean, it's Green Bay in the winter. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, they they could have snow at both of these locations, honestly. So I'll, I'll check the weather app and see, but I, I don't know. I mean, there could be. Uh, what would it be? Uh, Green Bay. So if we go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we go over and see Sunday, 50% chance of snow. Yeah, of course. There you go. That's all it does. They can have fun. I'll tell you, never looks bothered by the snow. Aaron Rodgers, he always no. seems to, I don't know how. I mean, like, he, it's almost like they play better in it. Like, it's it's weird. Like, that Titans game when it was, like, coming down, then they put up 45 points on them. I mean, they just, they just and they're used to it, obviously, because they do it all the time. But they just, it looks like it helps them. Yeah. And, I mean, you got a team coming out from Tampa Bay. What do you old, think? Is old it Tom Brady. Is the cold going to affect Brady at all? I mean, he's been in the postseason um, so many times. Yeah. He's dealt with this. But he has. Something, he's he's getting older. He right? is. Like, something has to affect him more than it used to. Because I mean, right now he doesn't look like, he might not be in his prime, but he still looks like a pretty good quarterback. Oh, yeah, quarter for two. sure. I mean, they, I mean, they went up to D.C. That's not necessarily warm for the first game. He played all right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, like, they've had to play. I'm sure they had to play a couple of cold weather games at some point this year. So, you know, we'll see. I don't – it's going to be interesting. I don't see how Tampa Bay slows down Green Bay. There's going to be a lot of points in that game. Um, Rodgers and that offense just seem to be humming. And, like, everybody tried to tell me last week the Rams defense was going to slow them down. And I was like, I, I don't think so. <laughs> like, um, And, you know, Tampa Bay, they're not going to get three gift interceptions thrown to them like they did last week against Breeze, who I've been saying all year, I mean, when he throws the ball, it looks rough. Right. So he should be done. But, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting – That's a, it's an in, intriguing matchup. Rodgers-Brady, I mean, everybody was beating the drum about Brady-Breeze, but, like, the true debate of who the greatest ever is has really, for a while, been between Brady and Rodgers because the whole thing is Brady obviously has had the great career and has had all the Super Bowls and stuff, but people have said Rodgers is the most talented you know, it's kind of like the, the Jordan-LeBron type thing 
when it comes to basketball, talking about who's the greatest. People are like, well, Rodgers and all these stats are better than Brady. He throws the ball better. He's more athletic. But they just haven't had the same, you know, obviously haven't won six Super Bowls. I mean, Rodgers has won. They've been to a few NFC championship games. But uh, so that's, a, that's an interesting storyline to follow in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we'll see what Brady and, uh, you know, and Rodgers. Uh, the other news, of course, I saw a graphic comparing the two. But Phillip Rivers and you know, Eli Manning, uh, obviously Manning retired, what was it now, a year, year ago? Um, but Phillip Rivers announced that he's retiring. Uh, interesting to note that he didn't say anything really about the Colts. He really just said, thank you, San Diego. He, he was yeah, I saw it was like a San Diego uh, paper that reported it, too. Right. So, yeah, again, I mean, his team was the, was the Chargers. They seem For to have 16 found the, years, yeah. Right. They've, uh, they seem to have found... You know, their next franchise quarterback in Herbert. Yep. Uh, Herbert has looked pretty good, even though I think Joe was a little bit better last year until, you know, obviously the injury happens. But, of course, I got to say that, right? Um, mm. But either way, you know, Philip Rivers retires. Yeah, you certainly um, can say it. I'll say it. Um, and then, of course, the other games that are going to go on, that will be the uh, late-night game on CBS, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that Much younger game, quarterbacks in that game. Yeah. I don't know who who do you think is going to be the quarterback for the Chiefs? Is it going to be Mahomes? Does he get cleared with the uh, with the concussion protocols by the NFL, so, or is it going to be Henny? Well, I've heard like he also has like a nerve issue going on as well. As a result of the play, I'm not sure. It's, I think it's non-concussion related, but I think it was the same play and uh, something to do with his foot. I feel like I read. So I don't know what what that entails. I mean, they said like the day after that it was going to have to go perfect for him from the play, but it came out today that they're they seem to be confident that he can. Uh, I don't know, man. He looked really dinged up after that hit, like cut walking off the field. I mean, he was kind of like stumbling all over the place. So you know, we'll see. Obviously, you know he's young and he wants to win. Uh, I mean, he's trying to you know take over the AFC kind of like Brady and Manning did for. All those years, and you know, if he got a back-to-back Super Bowls and just after four seasons, and with the other year losing in the AFC Championship game, you know, the the hype is just going to continue to surround him. But so he's going to play if it's up to him for sure. But we'll see. I mean, I think I said, I think I read that, you know, it's going well for him right now. And you know, I mean, would you rather have 80% Patrick Mahomes or? You know, Chad Henney against a Bills defense who just held the Ravens to three points last weekend. Right. And again, like, that's the thing. I mean, the Browns, if I, I think they could have won that game. I think they should have won that game when Mahomes went out. But, you know, Kansas City advances. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, let's see what, what, what happens with him you know, coming up. Uh, but if Mahomes is not in, I think that I'd favor Buffalo. Well, no kidding. That changes yeah. everything. I mean, absolutely. Now, I mean, you know, Henny did have a couple plays there that, nah, that he, saved Kansas City. Same. No, obviously he's not. He's not the franchise quarterback of the Chiefs. I mean, the game plan's going to change. You play where they're going to have to probably try to switch to running the ball thirty times instead of, you know, running what they really want to do. And obviously, the Bills showed that if they have to sell out to stop the run, with, like they had to last week, they can do it. So, right. But will there be? A uh, if they have to run the ball, right? Is it going to be run through Le'Veon Bell? Or is it going to be run through Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Because I haven't seen an injury update on uh, Edwards-Helaire, but I think um, let's see. I think there might be an update now, but still, 
If I mean, Edwards Dillier is in there, I think Kansas City. The go to guy last right? week was Darrell Williams. He got 13 carries for 78 yards, six yards a carry. Uh, and Bell only got two for six. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if, the, if they're going to even run Edwards Dillier and have him have a big role after sitting out all these weeks. I mean, it's the AFC Championship game. So we'll see how they play. I wouldn't be surprised if Williams is the one getting the bulk of the carries again. They could be, and he probably will be, because you know, it's going to take a while to get back into running shape and, uh, you know, get, get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back out there. Um, but I, see the, I mean, of uh, course, when they played in the regular season, Edwards-Alaire did have a big game in that one, and right. the Chiefs ran all over him. Right, and that's why you'd want him back into this game. I mean, obviously, he found success against the Bills before, and as, you know, you'd hope that he could replicate this time. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking a look at the injury report, and this was put out by ESPN, and they're just saying, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see anything about, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They may be because Mahomes is the biggest story in that game. Uh, but if they're not mentioning, you know, your starting running back, I got to imagine that he's going to be back in and playing that game. And if that's the case, you know, maybe it's a little bit, again, I think it's a coin flip. I mean, if the Bills play the way that they played all season long, uh, outside of that Kansas City game, I think they're... Well, what I'll also be alarmed about is, and the Chiefs' defense isn't as good as the Ravens, but they scored 10 points on offense last week. And, like, the whole thing was that this offense can light up anybody right now. No, no, the Ravens shut them down for the most part. They get scored. Again, they scored 10 points. They got a pick six that got them to 17. Um, so it's not like they're, they came in firing on all cylinders, and it looked dicey at times against the Colts, too. So, you know, everybody's all of a sudden like on the Bills hype train and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They, Diggs had a big game last week, but they didn't do anything special against the Ravens. No. And again, the Ravens always have a good defense, right? I mean, probably in your lifetime, have the Ravens had a bad defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of years they've been you know, uh, not cup, as good. Cup, like, uh, not as good. I mean, a couple like, years. Like, like 2015, they had like 30 guys on the injured reserve. I don't think they were that good that year, but... Again, I mean, the, I mean the Ravens' offense used to be. That's why when people complain about Lamar, so I always say, I mean, the Ravens' offense used to be Ed Reed getting a pick six, hopefully twice in a game, <laughs> and they yeah. might kick a couple field goals, but right. But again, I mean, the, the defense for the Ravens. I mean, that's really been an anomaly year in and year out. So yep. let's, let's see what happens yep. when uh, it wasn't enough last weekend. So. We got to wait until Sunday to see that, but for the NFL games, of course, the game of the week will be over on Power 105 tomorrow, uh, and Athens will also be over on 105 on Saturday. Thanks for listening into the Sportsman, Joey Medor. This is Connor Mills signing off, and we'll see you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM.